hello, good morning, and welcome to this week's Serving of Mickey Waffles, a Disney podcast where we cover everything from parks, movies, and merchandise. My name is Sinead. My name's Kate. Hi, guys. How's it going? I'm good, Kate. How are you? I'm doing pretty fine. I'm all right. Your first full week back in work. How's it going? Oh, yeah. I had yesterday and today off, but now I'm in four days in a row, as far as I'm aware, doing full shifts. Yeah. Only as far as I'm aware, because I don't have the next roster yet. <laughs> so, after Saturday, I don't know. But, yeah, it's been good. It's been good to actually do things again. <laughs> it, um, But, like, to be like, I know I was saying that, like, I'd lost my retail fee, but, like, they've come back pretty quickly, to be honest. Oh, good. I'm so glad. <laughs> like, my first two, my first, like, two days were really bad, and I came yeah. home with almost, like, jelly legs. But then... My last full shift I had was fine. I was like, oh, yeah, I am done now. <laughs> oh, good. I think it's be I, I I didn't have like a break. I was doing like full days one after the other, so I didn't like have a chance to not be walking around. Yeah. But yeah, by the end of this week, I should be completely back into the swing of things. So there's hope for Sam, yeah. Oh, absolutely, she'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> So, besides work, did you get up to anything fun this week? No. I've literally just been working. That's all I've done. <laughs> I wake up, I go to work, I tell people that we're not closing down. Then I eat my lunch, which I brought because I'm afraid that there'll be a queue for Tesco one day. And then I go back, I tell people again that we're not closing down and that yes, the fitting rooms are closed. And no, there's nothing I can do about that. And then I go home. <laughs> Sounds like a pretty it's a very, day. Yeah, it's a very reoccurring thing. <laughs> nice, nice. Lovely. What about you? How's work? Work is fine. Work is fine. Um, I've actually created two podcasts for work. They're like internal podcasts. But that's been fun. I'm like, oh, here's this skill that I never thought I would actually need <laughs> in my professional life. So that's been fun. And myself and Breath last Thursday joined the once upon a scream uk black pride quiz and we came second and no Yay. one was more shocked than me yeah i was really I, sad i couldn't join work just dragged on that day and i was like i will miss the first half of this so no go but i'm so glad that you and breath got to join yeah it was really really fun so we represented ourselves very well i feel um, considering uh, I feel like slightly more than 50% of the questions were horror related I'm very I mean, pleased look, that me and Brett yeah. managed to do as well as we did absolutely because like once I knew it was a Disney and horror quiz I was like whoop <laughs> yeah. but um, it was fab they had like drag queens asking questions they had some people from RuPaul's Drag Race UK on uh, We they had Oh, I can't remember his name. I think his name's Prince Henry, or I think that's the character he plays anyways, did a live performance wow. of kind of different spins on Disney songs from, I think it's called Happily Ever Puffter, and it was great. Like, me and Ref were just, like, <laughs> sitting in my room, just, like, watching this. It was amazing. So, yeah, the guys did a phenomenal quiz, and they raised, I think it was £420 for you great. Pride, which was amazing. Fantastic. So, well done, Mikey and Ben. Also, to everyone who joined. <laughs> and everyone who joined. Also, though, they... So we mentioned a couple of weeks ago about an episode that they put out about 
racism and white privilege and all that kind of thing. They've put out another episode this week, which is kind of highlighting some of highlighting people of color that work in the Disney and the horror genre and that kind of thing. And I thought it was very interesting. So would recommend giving giving it a listen. I'll leave it in the show notes, much like I leave everything in the show notes. But we'll <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think that's everything from the week. Uh, yeah, um, ever since I've ever since I've gone back to work, that that's 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 it. That's all I do. <laughs> it's fun, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's good times. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> So with all of that, shall we get on with some news? Yes! Um, So yeah, many, many news this week. So much news that we're only going to do news. News, 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 all we want is news. We will go back to our um, second gate, Franken gate thing. Uh, next week or the week after but this week there's all the news so we're going to talk about all the news because we've been starved for news <laughs> and there's so much dlp news as well so what we're going to do is we're going to go through the non-dlp park news first and any kind of updates from there then we're we've both watched artemis fell so we're going to give you our quick little reviews on that you're in for a treat i say watched and I was a passive sitter by. I mean, I put watch. I put some washing away. Well, I was fairly engaged. I lost it around halfway. Anyway. Yeah, and then we'll go through all the updates from DLP and all that good stuff. Woo! So, do you want to kick us off with the first bit of non-DLP park news? Yes, everything's really sad and depressing. So. <laughs> First off, all of the Mickey's Not So Scary's have Halloween parties for this year in Walt Disney World have been cancelled. No spoopy August for you. I'm <laughs> so sad. Like for the past, however, since I went, so since 2015, every year I have used Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party as my excuse to like officially start Halloween in August because that's when Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party starts. What am I supposed to do now? You just gotta wait for October. Oh no. Oh no 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 no. My birthday at the very the very latest. Okay, Not yeah. Alright. I'll give it to you. Um but yeah, I know that last week and the week before we talked about Mickey's Not So Scary and how it kind of really didn't make any sense for them to continue them. Well, not just continue them forever, but like at the moment due to COVID to continue them. And I think they've made the right decision. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, like Mickey's Not So Scary is all about the parade, the fireworks, the Hocus Pocus show, the special characters, circuit training, like all of those things you cannot do while socially distancing. So no, not enough. <laughs> I I get it. It it's interesting though because and I mean we don't often talk about Universal, although I feel like we have a lot more in recent times. But there's a lot open. of Yeah. There's a lot of conversations going on at the minute as to whether Disney doing this will mean that Universal will cancel Halloween Horror Nights. Nobody knows. Mm. There's been no announcements. They've not announced any houses or scary... I don't think they'll do Scary Zones this year, but they've not announced any houses or anything. And normally, by now, they would have announced at least three or four of them. 
So I don't know if they're just being cautious and holding back until they kind of have to make a go, no go decision. But who knows? Ooh, go, no go. Wow. What a, what a phrase. Like imagine, like I know. time and work. Like go, no, when you say go, no go, I'm like spaceship. <laughs> but like, it's, it's purely because I have to use it all the time at work. So whenever we're like launching something, we have that like final just before it's launched thing where it's like, go, no go. Does it need to be delayed? Are we happy for it to continue now? I don't know. So yeah. That's a real work phrase, so I do apologize. No problems. Sorry, there was an earwig outside my door and I didn't want it in my window and I didn't want it to crawl into my window, so I've had to close it. <laughs> what did you having animal problems? I could see it crawling up the outside and I was like, mm, you're about a centimetre away from crawling into my room. How about no? Yeah. You're, you're too <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's our, that's our first bit of depressing news. Let's move on to our second. <laughs> so the next one, and it kind of seems like Walt Disney World is just sucking all the fun out of 2021 for the 50th. So it was announced that from 2021, you will no longer be given a complimentary magic band for staying in a Walt Disney World resource. What the hell? Like, think how expensive those magic bands cost them. I'm going to go 10 cent to make a magic band because they're, they're plastic with a little chip in it. That's all in, it is. in the in the bulk amount of quantities that they're making them, they cost them shit all. Exactly, and you're telling me that not giving those out for free is saving you that much money. And if it is, that's disgraceful. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's necessarily to save them money. I think it's just to make them money because last year we spoke about they were introducing that. So normally you used to be able to get just plain coloured magic bands, and they had a selection of however many however many colours. And then the back end of last year, they brought out where for an additional $10, $11, I can't remember exactly, yeah. you could pick from a selection of like designed ones. So it either had a pattern on it or it had certain characters on it or whatever it was, but it was an upcharge. Now, I think yes. Magic Bands are around the $25 to $30 mark. Yeah, I, I think they are. Yeah, the, just the basic ones. Yeah. So, I mean, if people... if that volume of people were willing to spend an additional ten dollars just to not have a plain one mm, magic yeah. bands have become so ingrained in the whole walt disney world experience that if you don't if people don't get them for free people will still buy them because they will still want magic bands for fast passes for getting into the park because it's just so much easier mm, that's very true see the way i think of it is i'm crazy but I'm not overly Disney crazy. Like, I'm really, like, I know we're both pretty crazy, but I don't think either of us are at that, like, very, very top peak of Disney crazy. We don't collect the monthly tasks. Yeah, well, no. But, and I just think that, like, me, as not a top-tier crazy, would happily pay for a magic band to go to Walt Disney World. If I was booking my two-week stay in Walt Disney World and they were like, you got to give me $30 for a magic band, I'd be like, yeah, sure. Why thirty quid? Thirty dollars of my entire five grand stay. Absolutely. <laughs> like it's just it just makes it so like when you think about the amount of times and again we always reference everything to DLP because that's what we know and love. But like you think the amount of times that you have to take your annual pass out to scan 
And it's such a pain in the ears. Like if you could just go boop, you never had to foost around for fast passes. If you had the dining plan, you don't even have to get your purse out. You can just boop with your magic band. Like it just makes everything so much easier. Even if you don't have the dining plan, you can connect a visa card to it and then you can yeah. boop your way around. Like it just, it, it's so helpful. You can boop all over the world. Exactly. Who doesn't want to boop all over the world? <laughs> <laughs> If I told you for $25, you could boop your way all over the world. You'd be great on that. <laughs> I don't know why that tickled me so much. But yeah, it's, it's really sad, though. Do you know what, though? This has Bob Chapik written all fucking over it. Oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah. Like, it is really unfair, but he's definitely going to be known as the CEO of taking away that all the fun. The fun. Like, um, but maybe Iger's got maybe- this. And thingy's got that, and it's just gonna be like Chapek was the kill buzz. <laughs> yeah, like Eisner built a load of things and spent a whole lot of money, but wasn't any of that successful in it. Iger bought everything, and it's gonna be like Chapek sucked all the fun out of it, and then Josh Tamara saved it. That's where I'm thinking. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. I want that on a t shirt. Wee wee. You'd swear I lived in a dodgy area. I don't. <laughs> no, you live in a field <laughs> surrounded by other fields. <laughs> Rude. Mm. It's not. Li- I'm sorry. Where did you not have cows outside your house two weeks ago? <laughs> I did. And when I was going for a run yesterday, I passed them and they were having a little drink out of a bath in a field. <laughs> you you sent that to us, and I was like, that's quite common to have baths full of water for animals. See, I just. Because I go past that particular like gap in like the like hedge very often, and I, like I didn't know that it's common for farmers to just have like plumbed baths in fields <laughs> to water their animals, and I was like, "That's fucking bizarre." And I was just like, "Who the fuck is sitting at the side of the road having a bloody bath?" And then my mom was like, "Oh no, that's for his cows." But it turns out the cows that were drinking out of the bath were the same cows that interrupted my mind movies. Oh, there you go. Full circle. Such a small world. (laughs) (laughs) So what's the next bit of not fun news, Kate? Yeah, so we've cancelled the parties, we've stripped away your magic bands, and now you can't get good value tickets. (laughs) Like, seriously. So for the 50th anniversary, they will not be selling 7-day and 14-day park tickets. Because why would you want to go? I am still a strong believer of the whole Disney doesn't want you to come. They don't want you to come. They don't want you to... I don't, like, part of me thinks they do want to control the spread. But I also think their biggest issue is they don't want the next headline on Sky News to be COVID-19 major outbreak in the happiest place on earth. Because, like... I mean, you've written it for them. I just think that is more detrimental to them as a company than anything else. Like, imagine they had, so let's say they only open three, six resorts and three of those resorts get completely outbreaked in COVID. They have to shut everything down. They have to contact trace everyone. They have to absolutely deep clean everything. Nobody can be in the park anymore. They'd have to get the MBA out and everything. It would just be a pure nightmare. 
but that's what I'm saying. Like at the moment, they can have the NBA there because they're all in their little cocoon. Yeah. But if there was a huge outbreak in minimum three resorts, because that's easily how easily it would happen. Because Walt Disney World's just in its own little bubble. That's it. Everyone has to get out. So I understand why they're doing everything, and I I am a very strong believer of the whole. Disney just doesn't want you to come. They want you to wait and spend double the money in two years' time. Yeah, I agree. And I think especially with next year being the 50th anniversary, obviously there's more eyes and more people will want to visit it purely because it is the 50th anniversary and chances are, well, that's if parades and stuff are back. But if the likes of that are back, there will no doubt be, I don't know, special fireworks like they did for the Disneyland 60th or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of people want to say they were there for the 50th anniversary of the Magic Kingdom, which I yeah, get absolutely. it. Don't get me wrong. I totally understand it. But I suppose at least if they can minimize it to people being there for a max of, I don't know, say five days, then there's not that much of a strain on the reservations and that kind of thing. And obviously, they, they I think I remember us mentioning that housekeeping or mousekeeping I think they actually call it will be reduced so they won't be going into your room every day and cleaning everything they'll empty the bins and they'll leave fresh towels but obviously if you were there for two weeks your room's gonna be a fucking shit show yeah exactly and I think limiting it to under seven days also highly discourages international guests from coming yeah because if I was to go to Walt Disney World and they were like you can probably only stay for five days and if you want to stay for more you got to pay double the price like for your tickets essentially because that's yeah. what seven and 14 days do is they make it a deal i'd be like fuck that absolutely not i'll come in 2023 or 2022 yeah. like no so i do think what they're doing is kind of like okay yeah if you live within the area or you need or you want to like come from america then yeah a five-day trip would kind of make sense depending on the part of area you're the part the area of america you're from yeah. but if they if you're coming from literally any other country you're gonna have to fly a significant amount of time to get there Mm. so five days is not worth it in any way especially when you have to book which park you're going to and you're not guaranteed to get to the park yeah and like it's such the reason i know a lot of americans find it absolutely bananas that we go to the likes of Walt disney world for like two weeks at a time but it's such it's such an effort getting over there and it's such an expense getting there that for a lot of people over this side of the world it is a once in a lifetime trip so they're yeah. just like i gotta do everything i gotta see everything i gotta eat everything so yeah that's why they give themselves that extra time because you can't hop on like a 60 dollar southwest flight and just hop yeah. over to orlando where you can't hop in your car and drive for four hours or where i don't know but like it's oh, so imagine, much more just difficult get in your car and drive on a road trip for four to six hours and then just be at disney world like imagine. that's crazy to me what a time but yeah it makes sense agreed agreed and then the last thing around walt disney world is there's been some sneaky photos of the new paint job of cinderella castle Ooh. And uh, she's hella pretty. Yeah, she's very, very pretty. She's very pink. Huh? She's very pink. Yeah, I think, I think she's they're... very blue. I think these photos are very heavily filtered. I was also but... thinking that. Like, the blue is so blue. Like, yeah. it's obnoxious blue. But it's very pink, considering that castle was never pink. 
Yeah, it does give me like DLP castle vibes. Hmm. And I'm like, hey, stop stealing our color scheme. <laughs> yeah, but it just. I love the new paint jobs that they're doing on all of the Disney castles because they're just, they're so vibrant and fun. And like they are purely painting them with the mindset that they'll look good in photos. Well, yeah, they know what they're at. Like, exactly. <laughs> they know some bit. Almost as if they're professionals. What? But yeah, it's getting a lot of hate online though. Not Why? a lot of people like it because it's pink. Ah, deal with it. Now again, that could just be the way the sun is hitting. I do think it's probably a little bit pink. It might not be as pink. It as has it looks to be. Either. It has to be some kind of pink, doesn't it? Yeah. I know. It'll be good. It'll be interesting to see, like vlogs and stuff of it, because mm. we'll get a better view of it then, rather than these pictures. They are definitely filtered because, like, those trees oh, are they're... very green, they're very very green. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the saturation excited... is turned up to a thousand. I'm excited to see it like in person, if you know what I mean. Yeah, the days will be there. They'll Ooh. they'll take some good true color, true color snaps of it. And I see your true colors. Yeah, oh and the last God. quick little thing I just want to mention about Walt Disney World is some tea that happened to do with the booking system to some book tea. your day. I say tea. I was just watching it all happen on Instagram, and I was like, oh, you poor guys. So. <laughs> They opened up their booking system to book which park you want to go to on which day. And of course it was a shit show to begin with. Because mm-hmm. how could Disney ever organize something that works to begin with? So people were stuck on loading pages for hours. And they were on the phone to people for hours trying to get these reservations done. And what seemed to be happening, the biggest, what the biggest issue was, was that pass holders were only limited to book three days worth of park admission, even if they were staying in a hotel and were obviously then therefore staying for a longer period of time. They were still only allowed book three days. And obviously you had everyone from the UK, because they're kind of the only ones we have on Instagram, being like, I'm not going to Disney World if you're only letting me book three days of my 14 days stay, even though I'm a pass holder and have a resort booked kind of thing. But then it all fixed itself. And now apparently you can log on, you can book all the days you need. It's no problems at all. Everything works fine. (laughs) Lovely. It was just... I think it all... Oh, go on, sorry. I think there was also some issues with the Disneyland booking system. I think same thing, but obviously they have a very high proportion of annual pass holders. So I think that also shit the bed. Yeah, I, it's just like, guys, it's just guys, guys. <laughs> JPEG, why? <laughs> yeah, it makes me, I mean, we'll get on to DLP shortly, but if you can only book three days at a time, and I'm fairly sure that was the case for Disneyland Resort. So I'm kind of like, mm, DLP is probably going to be the exact same. Yeah, but DLP seems to be de- dealing with things slightly differently. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, true, true. So yeah, I think that's it for Walt Disney World news. Mm-hmm. And American news in general. Um, yeah. Yeah, so we the final park to announce its opening date was Tokyo Disneyland Resort. So that will be reopening from July 1st. 
I haven't seen a whole lot of de- details about it. I would imagine it's going to follow very similar to Shanghai and Hong Kong so far. Yeah, I'd say so. Masks, social distancing, booking your reservation to get into the park, all that good stuff. And a heckin' big yawn. Oh, yeah, sorry. I thought you were going to keep talking, but you didn't. <laughs> um, nothing else to say. But, yeah, so we've got Tokyo Disney, and we're going to talk about DLP in a minute. So that means that once DLP opens, we're going to have all of our babies open again. It'll be a magical world after all. I know. Well, no, actually, that's a lie. When does Disneyland Disneyland's Resort open? not until 23rd. Ah, I knew it as soon as I said it. <laughs> We spoke about it last week. I think it's the by the end by the end of July, everyone will be open. Yeah, that's right. No, sorry, no, no, I'm wrong. The parks reopen the 17th of July. It's the 23rd for the hotels. Ah, okay, Ah, okay, close enough, guys. You know what I mean. We're gonna have all of our parks open again, which is baffling to me because think how like it doesn't really seem that long ago where every single park was closed. And I'm like, is this how quickly the world can recover from a pandemic? It just doesn't... Well, before (laughs) we move on from Orlando, (laughs) I was listening to the lovely Ryan and Diane from Theme Park Trader, another fabulous After Dark podcast. And they were booked to be going to Orlando in October-ish, I think. Yeah, because they were going for Horror Night. So it was either October or September. They were going Mm -hmm. for the Halloween season. Season. And they have made the decision that they are moving their trip to next year because I think Brian's in a cocooning category. So, and he has literally just had the cutest baby. So, <gasps> it makes sense. Baby. <sighs> and they were talking about the rate of cases, which is currently happening in Orlando. And seemingly, when Europe was kind of having its peak of COVID. I think the highest number of cases that Orlando had per day was around 1,400. The other day, over the weekend, there were 4,000. And like our past couple of days in Ireland, we've got, we like our highest, we've had zero cases, three cases, four cases, two cases. Like that, I know we're smaller as a country and that kind of stuff, but like, wow. Yeah. (laughs) 4,000 just in Orlando that's yeah crazy and like that figure alone makes me want to be like don't go don't go near the place just wait there is no need for you to have to travel halfway around the world to go to a park be it disney orlando SeaWorld, whatever there is no reason that overrides the fact that you could get this disease and possibly die even though loads of people don't you just don't know some very healthy people get it and react really badly. Just don't put yourself in that risk. Or you could pass it on to somebody else and kill them. That too. Like, I just, just wait. It's like, I know it's annoying and I know it's sad and, you know, Disney's life and all that sort of stuff. But it's just people's lives are more important than Disney. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Yeah, it just, it, it goes to show that the um, American approach of meh, we don't care about COVID anymore, we're over it, is not working. If we stop testing, we won't have any more cases. I I, can't argue with that logic. (laughs) I I, I cannot. (laughs) (sighs) 
Right. Uh, good times. Let's move on to something a bit more jolly. <laughs> Shall we talk about Artemis Fowl? Oh, yes. How delightful. <laughs> I'll let you go first. So, literally, last week when we recorded the podcast, I said that I would go and I would watch Artemis Fowl and blah, blah, blah. And then I actually did that night. I was like, you know what? I need to watch something that I don't want to really want to fully concentrate on. I'll watch Artemis Fowl. And boy, should I have not have. <laughs> so it was grand I sat down now to be honest I've never read the Artemis Fowl books but I did go into it knowing that it was getting very poor ratings and that Artemis Fowl was supposed to be a bad guy and that the, in this movie he wasn't I didn't yeah. really know anything else and I, but I also knew it was heavily Irish based mm-hmm. and my only positive from this is that in the opening scenes the Gardaí are there and it's the actual Gardaí in a Garda yeah. car with a Garda uniform on. And I was yeah. like, oh my God, wow. They didn't just put in like a generic policeman. They got the Stop. actual, they got the actual Gardaí. And even, I presume they're not the actual Gardaí. I presume they're actors playing the Gardaí. But I was like, wow, look at that Garda car. <laughs> what did get me though, was that all these news reporters were outside, outside his house. None of them were Irish. They were None all international. They were all international reporters for America and Spain and the UK. And I'm like, you couldn't, you're telling me there was no RTE there. Mm, highly doubt it. But yes, yeah, so to be honest, I didn't really enjoy the movie. <laughs> bless for Dia Shaw, bless for Dia Shaw, but I just <laughs> thought... name so funny. <laughs> how do you say it? How am I supposed to say it? Ferdia. Oh, I was putting Have the inflection on... you never heard name before? No, I was putting the inflection on the end, but you're supposed to put the oh. inflection at the first, at the top? Yeah, Ferdia. Ferdia. No. Ferdia. Ferdia. Yeah. Ferdia. <laughs> Bless for Ferdia. But I just, I feel really mean, badmouthing a kid. I really didn't enjoy his acting. I, it was so, like, flatline. It was so emotionless. And I understand that Arnold Fell is probably supposed to be an emotionless character. Yeah, but it wasn't portrayed as an emotionless character. It was portrayed as a kid who didn't want to be there, who kind of only knew his lines and was sort of just like getting them out there. Yeah, I also enjoyed how much Josh Gad had to try and not sound like Olaf, because <laughs> he Josh Gad narrates a lot of it, and yeah. I'm like, oh, I see why they had to put gravel in his throat because if he just talked normally it would have been this weird crime thing narrated by Olaf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, right, okay. So yeah, the movie didn't make any sense to me. There was no story progression. Nothing happened in my eyes. I just didn't get it. Things were happening that didn't line up with the thing that had happened before. Things happened that were never explained. I just got bored very quickly. And at the end, I was like, oh, you're a mastermind, are you? You're a criminal mastermind. Jeez, well, those sunglasses really hit it off, don't they? (laughs) So, yeah, not not a fan. I've heard people say that their kids kind of liked it just to have something on. But then I've also read reviews where the kids have been like, Artemis is shit. Like kids, like kids have been like he's not very good at doing what he's supposed to be doing, and I'm like, wow, okay, <laughs> hot take from a six year old. Mm. But yeah, 
my only my final saving grace is the Colin Farrell was pretty good but that's about it <laughs> do you love Colin Farrell yeah. what would you give it out of five uh, like two because it was a movie I mean like it fulfilled his role of lot. being a movie Colin Farrell was in it and there was maybe like an extra like... point for the guardie oh yeah 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 and it was it Fair. was very pretty all all the all the scenes in Ireland were very pretty and I did enjoy the house I thought the house was quite cool yeah like I think like the set choices and that sort of stuff were cool it was a mm-hmm. it was a very nice movie to look at kind of thing yeah but I, everything after that is just crap yeah. <laughs> what did you think much like yourself me and Breff had looked at the reviews and what everybody was saying and we decided on Saturday yeah it would have been Saturday that we were going to watch it and I ugh, I have I have a lot of issues with it one I can't stand Josh Gad and he was just trying to be this weird hybrid of Jack Black but also Jack Sparrow and it oh my just, god yes Jack Black yes anyway continue and I was just like, oh, not a big fan of this. G- like, Dame Judy Dench, what a woman. But good Lord, whoever she had as her voice coach. Like, her accent was so bizarre. And sometimes she just sounded like she smoked 85 million cigarettes a day and also sold them on Moore Street during Christmas. And Do you I not just... think that was just such a bad casting choice? Yeah. Like, she it was just should... for the sake of having her. She should not have been in that role. Like Colin Farrell, I actually kind of understood in that role. He actually oh, yeah. fit it really well. Dame yeah. Judi Dench, I was like, what the fuck is she doing in this movie? Why is she here? <laughs> yeah, like they would have been, they would have been better off getting a no-name older Irish female actor to do it because it wouldn't. It, her her accent was just so jarring that I just couldn't stand it. I was like, absolutely not. Get away from me. Um. I liked that they went through, so like I love Irish folklore and I love folklore all about the she people and like the banshee and fairies and fairy forts and all that kind of stuff. I love all of that kind of stuff. I thought the fact that they called the like land of the magical people Haven City. Oh yeah, I thought that too. Like you could you could have gone with literally anything Irish. You could have included the term she, which is the name of fairy people and incorporated that. But I was like, Haven City, are you fucking fixed up? Yeah, that sounds I, like some like gated community up in fucking Castlenock or something. Like, would you stop? And I also didn't like that the vast majority of the fairies were all British, even though Judy Dench was trying so hard to have her Irish accent. And I was like, this doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, like I know that obviously it was filmed mostly in Ireland and you know Owen Colfer is an Irish writer and all that sort of stuff Mm -hmm. and I was like did you really need to shoehorn in so many British actors because there are so few like Ireland is a very good place for films but not many films come out of Ireland like statistically compared to the amount of films and I just felt like Disney were giving you this opportunity to film in Ireland that wasn't Star Wars and they could use so much Irish talent and they just didn't (laughs) because it was obviously much easier to gather all of these British people 
because yeah. their casting agencies would have been much bigger and they just would have been able to be like, yeah, these people. And that in Ireland, it's probably a little bit more difficult. It just, it felt really lazy because the only real like Irish accents you got were Colin Farrell. Fair. And it was nice seeing Colin Farrell just being himself. For the yeah. most part. <laughs> he opened his mouth and I was like, that's your voice. I was like, that's what you really sound like. <laughs> Loved it. Ferdy is obviously Irish as well. And then you had Judy Dench's vague attempt at an Irish accent. And that was it. Like for a movie that's supposed to be set in Ireland. I was like, yeah. are you taking a piss? Yeah. And I was and like, you're telling me the fairies that live under Ireland aren't Irish. They protect the hill of Tara. Like, are you taking the absolute piss? You're telling me that so, none of them are Irish. <laughs> I just, I thought the whole thing was really weird. I thought a lot of the things that they tried to make sense of. So even that like freeze time thing didn't actually make any sense at all. I didn't really. understand that either. I was like, I don't understand what's just, going on. It was like, it was like, it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. It was like Spy Kids, but worse. But I liked Spy Kids. Yeah. But it was and also- I probably watch Spy Kids now and still like it. But <laughs> because like Ferdia and his bodyguard were in the suits, it was also like, they were trying to be kind of men in black as well. And it was, it was, I was like- Everything I thought this was going to be based off the trailer, it was. Yeah, and it's just like, and there was that immediate hatred between Artemis and the fairy. And I was like, I don't know if this happens in the book, but it didn't come across very well. Like, yeah, it like, came across as like, no, no. I don't understand what's going on. And nobody, it was like, it was like a bad relationship where nobody communicates. Yeah. And then things end up happening because no one's communicating with each other. And then people get mad for no reason because they won't listen to each other. Yeah. That was basically it. And I was like, Cam, you're a fairy. Surely you can do things here. <laughs> I just, I just didn't understand. I also didn't understand why the fairies were human sized. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, that, that, can, was just an that, that can happen in folklore. Like, but you know what? Yeah. What would you give it out of? What, would, what score would you give it? A half. Oh wow! And I'm pure again. That is purely because, like, I so hardcore love Irish folklore. And if you want a Disney movie that is based around Irish folklore, watch Darby O'Gill and the Little People. It is a movie from the 1950s, and it is far better than this. Wow! There you go. And it's not even filmed here. Uh, I'm just really sad at how not Irish it was, to be honest. I'm giving it a half purely for Colin Farrell because he was uh, great. I'm sure, he'll be delighted to hear that. Yeah, and <laughs> I think I think the issue I had as well is clearly because what was Breath was saying I think Disney bought the rights to this before the book even came out so they've had the rights to this for absolutely second really? years Did and they? they've been trying to make it for absolutely years but I think they've bought the rights to the whole bloody series and it's so shoehorned in at the end being like we're now the Avengers of folklore and we're gonna yeah. like what like the ending line is like because I'm Artemis Fowl and I'm a criminal mastermind. And I'm like, are you? Because you haven't fucking shown that in the past 90 minutes. <laughs> it's just really... It was just... Uh, it's disappointing. I, it's really and so, disappointing. Like, if and when they release another movie, I'll obviously watch it. But I'm like, Jesus, will, are you going to bring yourself up after this now? Or what? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, it was just... It was... It was tragic. Really, really tragic. Yeah, it was very, it was, yeah, it was exactly imagine, what people had said. Imagine, imagine that had gone into the cinema. <gasps> I was thinking, yeah, I, I was like, this was supposed to be in the cinema. 
Like, Imagine having to pay 12 euro to go see that. It would have tanked. Because whatever yeah. about, like, whatever about, me and Brett watched it this weekend, right? Purely because mm-hmm. we were curious. Everyone had said it was shite. And I've already paid my money for Disney Plus for the year. So I had it there at my fingertips. Uh-huh. I would, in my arse, go and pay for cinema tickets for the two of us to go and watch a movie that is critically being slated. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Same. Like it, That's the kind of movie that I would only watch in Kids Club where it's four euro to get in. Yeah. Like, and in I, fairness... Like, waste time. Yeah, like, in fairness, I don't pay to go to any of the live actions because I have my own beef with them. And I probably wouldn't have with this regardless of what the reviews were. But still, like, this would have bombed so, so bad. Yeah, and at least Disney now could just blame COVID on it. Exactly. Okay, hearsay, hearsay. Um, continuing on, are we done? I think we're done. Are we done? I think we're done with Iron Fell. I think they can go die. Excellent. Except for Colin Farrow. We love him. <laughs> Let's get on to a bit more happier Disney Plus news. This week, there was a little teaser trailer released for Hamilton. Woo, woo, woo. July 3rd. I'm going to watch it over and over and over and over. <laughs> Yeah, so there was a little teaser trailer released and I was like, this is everything I think it's going to be. I'm very excited. I've watched it about 20 times. It's going to be released on July 3rd, which you all know. Everyone's going crazy. I think it's really nice because most of the comments are like, had tickets to go see this in July, August, whatever. No, it's going to be cancelled. And people are like, absolutely won't be the same. But I'm still really glad that I get to experience Hamilton with my family or my boyfriend or girlfriend or whoever I was supposed to go with. Even though it's not the same, I'm so glad I get to experience something. And I'm like, yes, Hamilton. And then, of course, we've got Frozen 2 coming out as well in July. I have some Hamilton tea. Hamilton tea? Hamilton tea, right from from Lin-Manuel himself. Oh, I love him. Someone called Holly tweeted him and said, hey, hey, so excited about Hamilton on Disney+. And, oh, my God, I finally get to see you as Aham. But it's rated PG-13. Does that mean that some, in brackets, iconic lines have been cut? Is it changed at all? So, because it's PG-13... Oh, censorship gonna get you. Everyone was like, have you changed it? What's happened? So, Lynn came back and he was like, language. So, first of all, on July 3rd, you are getting the whole show. Every note and scene and a one-minute countdown clock during intermission. And he's put in brackets by the bathroom. Two. But... MPAA, not sure, I'm assuming that's some governmental body in the States, has a hard rule about language. More than one utterance of fuck is an automatic R rating. So our podcast is well and truly rated R. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) And he said, we have three fucks in our show. So I literally gave two fucks so the kids could see it. (laughs) What a man. What a play on words. (laughs) So... In Yorktown, there is a mute over, I get the fuck back up again. So that's the first one that he got rid of. So they, they're muting over the word fuck. Two Southern record scratching Democratic Republicans. And then you can sing whatever you like whilst at home, even sync up the album. And he said, love you. Enjoy. Right. Okay. So. Well, that's not too bad. And then someone shouted and was like, are we getting the full say no to this? And he said, yes. <laughs> I love him. He's so, so open. Like, I don't know how anyone could ever hate Lin-Manuel Miranda. Like, someone asked a question and he gave a full descriptive answer. Honestly. And, and like, even made it quite f- funny. 
Yeah, well, that's what he does. That's it for the entire show. <laughs> I think I think Lin Manuel Miranda can go on to the the dude list. I I think he has well yes! earned his place on the dude list. Yeah, I feel like at some stage we should do an Disney episode dude list. Disney dude list. Mm, yes, because. I mean, there's so many no. people that could easily be on it. I won't go we'll into it because I will be here all night. <laughs> so yeah, that has been our non-DLP park news, our Disney Plus park, Disney Plus news, and now, did you guys know we're a DLP podcast? Because if you've been listening the past few weeks, you wouldn't even know. <laughs> Honestly, I've missed DLP. Oh, yes. So we had an announcement. When was it? Was it yesterday? Jesus, mm. it feels many miles away. So was it yesterday. yesterday. Wow. Okay, go on. So DLP, like we had mentioned on last week's episode, there were rumors about that DLP was going to open from July fifteenth, and that is in fact correct. So from July fifteenth, the Disneyland Park, Walt Disney Studios Park, and Newport Bay Hotel are all opening, as is the Disney Village. And they will be available for guests. Also, the Disney Dream Castle and the Magic Circle will also open on the 15th. Oh, yes. And Panora- Panor- oh, fuck my life. Panoramagique. I got it. I got yeah. it. Just, wh- just while we're talking about everything that's open on the 15th, just thought I'd shoehorn them all in there. Then we don't have to talk about them again. <laughs> yeah. They're not overly so, exciting. <laughs> just, again, we'll cover off anything that's to do with july 15th first so we're getting most of our news as always from dlp reports top-notch reporting lads so they've also said so a couple of kind of details so buffet style restaurants and in particular they have plaza gardens pictured here but i would imagine kind of any buffet style restaurant in dlp will be switched to a new all-you-can-eat table service offer so you can have whatever you want you just have to get somebody to get it for you now, isn't that so heartbreaking? I, I don't know if I saw the comment here or if I saw it on a TikTok and it was like, so now I have to ask the server for a plate of just bacon. <laughs> Me with scrambled egg, genuinely. Can you imagine? Hi, sorry. Like, can I just have a plate that is two thirds full with scrambled egg and the rest with those delicious little potatoes? Thank you very much. Like, I understand this is the only way they can do it and they still want to offer the whole like all you can eat or all you can enjoy kind of thing but i'm like so demoralizing and also like my scoops aren't the same as your scoops like what i'd scoop (laughs) is is not the same amount that you'd scoop (laughs) and like I don't know what I want until I'm there. And I'm like, okay, I've picked up two mm. pancakes. I've got four sausages. I've got some beans. I've got some eggs. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'll take some potatoes. And then like, oh, you look at your plate and you're like, oh, could I hock on another waffle? Maybe, maybe like, not. <laughs> I feel like breakfast is, breakfast is kind of easy. But like, when I think to that time that we went to Inventions, like you'd get like a little like, can I have like a little like teaspoon amount of this to see if I like it? And I'll take loads of this because I know I like yeah. this. And, like bits, like how do you say like, can I have one tablespoon of the pasta? And can I have three tablespoons of the potato stars? Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like I know. Yeah, I know. Unless, unless they just do it as kind of a table service style menu but you can just have whatever meals off of it i think it is going to yeah. massively increase waste 
yeah absolutely now i would say there is a lot of waste in buffets anyway but i do think this may add an increase to it absolutely because you might end up asking for things and you take a bite and you're like this is rank don't like this and then you end up leaving the entire thing so all you can eat table service offerings roll out a photo pass magic shots and they have specifically showed one with olaf yeah and this kid that's like burr (laughs) but like it took fucking covid19 for us to get proper magic shots like for jesus christ like actually where is that that's not dlp i don't think that's dlp it's definitely i think that's the norway pavilion yeah because that kid is in shorts and a t-shirt and it's very rare yeah no i think that's the norway (laughs) pavilion that's funny um yeah so i'm kind of like yeah i'll go to dlp just for magic shots absolutely honestly (laughs) they've also said there will be no photo pass no it's not no photo pass but directly contradicts what i just said there'll be no (laughs) fast pass or single rider options for any of the interactions which i think is fair they've done away with single rider before the parks closed so that you weren't mixing with other families and at least if there's no fast pass they could manage the queues better so i get it that's fine and then no parade uh, or no nighttime show. No illuminations. Oh, oh no. <laughs> what will people ever do without their crappy fireworks show? <laughs> and then there was something else about character. Oh, so the character meet and greets, they're going to kind of do them the way they're doing them in Universal at the minute, where basically you stand like a foot in front of the character and like take a selfie with the character behind you but you know what they're doing them with anna and christoph from animation celebration and i'm like and i'm like fuck yeah absolutely like i don't care like with those kind of characters like i don't mind Mm. if i don't have to get to hug them or anything like that Mm. but you'll still get some kind of interaction with them and a picture with those specific characters that you never can in dlp yeah and I'm like, same, yeah, that's cool. I'll take it. <laughs> same with the cast of what would have been the big Marvel show that's in the Walt Disney Studios Theatre. You can go in there and get a photo with the Avengers as well. Now, they haven't said whether it'll be kind of like maybe across the stage, there'll be like three different people. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's that level of detail or if it's just there'll be a big conglomerate of Avengers in the middle of the stage. Who knows? But either way... Those cast members that would have had contracts to be friends with those characters can still go back to work. <laughs> oh, guys, you didn't see Sinead's face there when she realised the sentence she had to say and she was like, hey, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I do think it's quite exciting. I like how they are genuinely trying their best to mm. give people as a real experience as possible while also keeping everybody safe. Like, I do appreciate that. It's not what I would consider DLP. I'm surprised they're even going that far kind of thing. And so I'm I'm quite proud of a little DLP. I feel like they're doing as much as they can with what they have. Yeah. Absolutely. So what else have we got? I feel like we have loads of things. Yeah. So go okay. ahead. Oh, I was going to say there, obviously, so there's, only dates for Newport Cheyenne, Santa Fe and the DLP Hotel of all the dates that they're opening so obviously if you Mm -hmm. have a trip booked and your hotel is not open Mm -hmm. Disneyland Paris have given you options 
um, they've given you temporary booking terms and adjustments, sorry, temporary adjustments to booking cancellation policies was the correct term of phrase there. I don't know why I managed to fuck that up. Um, for <laughs> if you have a reservation in a hotel that isn't opening. So if you go onto the Disneyland Paris website, they have it all there. It's very boring, but it's very specific, to be fair. Yeah. But actually doing the things isn't easy. <laughs> yeah because the hotels are all opening so as we mentioned Newport Bay is opening day of so the day the parks re- I actually think it opens technically the day before to allow people to like mm-hmm. arrive but so Newport Bay July 15th as we said Cheyenne is opening July 20th Santa Fe is August 3rd and the Disneyland Hotel is September 7th like yeah. I understand the why they're, they're opening glaring thing missing yeah, before you mention that, just uh, I understand why Newport Bay is opening first. It's the most newly refurbished and it's their largest hotel. True. So I know we hate it, but it makes sense. Anyway, take it away. <laughs> yeah. So this is you. I so I have a trip booked currently for the first weekend in September, which takes place before the seventh, and I was booked to stay in Sequoia Lodge. But as you will have noticed, Sequoia Lodge is not included in that list. So what they've said in this kind of booking thing, now I won't lie, I didn't read down for if you're booked to be going at this time and you're staying in Cheyenne, Cheyenne's not open, this happens. I didn't go into that much detail. I literally only went to what's applicable to me because obviously. So if I, if I still wanted to go, I, they would, subject to availability, move me to Newport Bay. Or I can keep my reservation in Sequoia Lodge and move it to a time when Sequoia Lodge is open. They have not given an opening date for Sequoia Lodge, so I don't know how Mm. anybody's supposed to do that. Or I can cancel and get a refund. Now, I've only paid my deposit, which I think was about 65 euro. So it's not, I'm not hundreds of euro in here. Yeah. However, I was supposed to be going with Mel. Mel has an appointment now that had been moved because of COVID and she won't be good to go in September. I was contemplating going with breath, but there's too many variables. And I'll let you talk about the annual path holder and ticket holder and reservation side of things now in a second. But there's too many variables and I just, I really hate Newport Bay and I don't want to stay there. So... I think for now, just to be on the safe side, I might get in contact and try get a refund for my 65 euro. Because I don't even know what the story with the parks is going to be in February, which is the other time that I was planning on going. Yeah, I do think that due to the amount of variables there, and also we currently don't have an air bridge set up between Dublin mm-hmm. and Paris. So yeah. you, you still have to quarantine both sides of your trip at the moment as it stands. I'd hope that by the time September rolls around, we have an air bridge set up, mm. but like, there's just too many things. And the fact that the hotel you booked isn't even open and your only other option is to stay in the hotel you hate. I just think it's, there's too much. and I think you're making the right decision in canceling as I would probably suggest to anybody that has a reservation. Yeah. If it like if you've got one thing that's putting you off at this particular stage, I would take that thing and run with it and just cancel and come back next year. Like for DLP, I would happily go next year. So like February, March 2021. 
yeah. because I know for a fact that France is dealing with this issue a lot better than America is. So I would feel quite comfortable heading to France next year. But yeah. Orlando in the US, definitely not. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, we've all managed to stay three months doing this. What's another couple of months to be able to go next year when you've got that extra bit of guaranteed safety? Yeah, absolutely. And I would, I don't know. There's just, like you said, there's just, there's too many variables. There's too many compromises. And I don't even mean about once you get into the park, because like, I totally understand not having the parade and not having the fireworks and that there has to be changes. I totally get that and I don't have an issue with any of that it's just whether you can get into the park whether you can get to your hotel reservation all of that kind of stuff there's too many variables around all of that Mm -hmm. that I'm just kind of like maybe I'll just take my 65 year back yeah because when you go to Disney you want it to be a fun experience Hmm. and I know that like when we do Disney like everything's not necessarily planned out but you know we we do things to it like a certain time and we have a system but that doesn't mean we don't have fun (laughs) and I feel like the amount of you've put it exactly it the amount of compromises you have to take I feel like would just piss me off yeah and like I get there and I let's say you decided to take Newport Bay I get there and be like I really do hate this hotel and like (laughs) like I get there and I'd be like I like I hate this but I'd be like, okay, I'll get over it. I'll go to the park. And then I'll be like, oh, I actually really do miss getting to hug characters. Yeah. And then I'll be like, oh, I really do miss this. And I really do miss that. And then I'd be afraid that I'd regret deciding to go. Yeah. Um, if anybody is a newer listener and you don't know why we hate Newport Bay so much, oh. <laughs> if you go back and listen to our trip report from... April last year, April, May last year, whenever it was. I'll I'll link it in the show notes. But we had a horrific time in Newport Bay. So we're both very anti-Newport Bay. But you know what my one of my genuine biggest fears is I struggle to be able to eat in DLP at the best of times. Oh yeah. Like there's gonna be so much there's gonna be such a lockdown on numbers of people in restaurants potentially what they're even offering in restaurants that I'm like yeah what if you go to DLP and you just can't eat yeah what if you're stuck with that frozen thing because they're like like, that's all I have for you restaurant yeah there's just it's just again it's kind of what we said for every single thing if you live closer fucking go for it go crazy like it's not that big of a deal. And I understand from that point, I like completely understand why they're all opening because they do have local guests and they do have people who can travel from a much closer distance. But they've even got like the thing with Disneyland Paris is they've even got everyone from mainland Europe who can drive to Disneyland Paris because they're all connected. Whereas we can't, we have to fly or we have to go on a boat for 12 hours to get there. So yeah. So when it comes to getting access to the park and whatnot, what DLP have said is that if you have a hotel reservation and you've bought, say, a package that includes tickets, you are guaranteed access to the parks as part of your DLP resort stay, including your tickets. If you've bought data tickets, so if you say, I don't know, last year or whatever, booked and you booked specifically data tickets for 
specific dates and say September, again, just use mm -hmm. September as an example, then you can get access to the park. If you have booked a room only, so if you say used your infinity annual pass, you've rang up, you've booked a hotel room with your annual pass discount, but you haven't had a ticket because why would you? Then you are not guaranteed entry to the park. Oh, I understand now. So what they've said is that you can book your reservation to get into the park up to 15 days in advance that's not a long enough <laughs> no and my kind of question is what does that mean for like the friends and family tickets that you get again with say for oh, example your infinity yeah because that was my other kind of quick question around with mel because if you have to do reservations you're only supposed to be able to buy those friends and family tickets day of yeah because so, yeah because we've tried that and we're like hey, we're here for three days, can I buy three? And they're like, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like, when you make your reservation, do you, will you be able to do, say, like, my annual pass plus one, and then still buy your ticket on the day? I don't know. Yeah, because I suppose it's all to do with how many reservations they have. Because if they're not maxed out for reservations, then of course they'll still be able to sell you a ticket. But yeah. if they're maxed out for reservations, what are you going to do? Just leave Mel behind? Yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah and what's also kind of not been made clear is when you make a reservation do you make a reservation for both parks are some people going to get stuck with a reservation for just walt disney studios because yeah know, like it's gonna want that i know that because obviously in the states you can't do park hopping now i know it says here is that if the guests are staying in a disneyland hotel with a package then they have guaranteed entry to both parks so like can pass holders also do that or not nah? or i don't know i don't i i don't know it could be different because obviously Walt disney world's different because the parks are so far away from each other and people have to get on transport yeah to get to and from so i get it however like with dlp it's like a five minute walk so it's not yeah it's not that big a deal they did send out an email to annual pass holders yesterday um, so I got an email yesterday at 10 past three. So it said, the magic is back. We are delighted to announce the phased reopening of Disneyland Paris, July 15th, 2020. There is no magic without you and we cannot wait to welcome you back. Find out more information here. And then basically what they said was, as, as annual pass holder, not as an annual pass holder, just mm -hmm. as annual pass holder, you will soon receive more information about the temporary changes to our annual pass commercial policy. And they've also posted the same thing into the annual pass Facebook group that basically just y'all will get some updates soon. So they're still trying to work out the kinks to do with annual passes, but they're going to kind of have to get those sorted in the next week. Because if you can book your, if you can register to get into the park 15 days before you go and they open on July 15th, yeah, hold on, time, guys. Yeah, sorry. I was just reading the more in-depth thing from the Disneyland Paris advice page from Daniel Potter, and yeah. he's he's put here that ticket sales will not be available on site. Full stop. Oh, okay. So you can't get the friends and family tickets. Yeah. So I guess not. Mad. But then I'm kind of like, but that's one of the things you get with your pass. Like that's one of the things I pay for. Yeah. So I'd argue the fucking toss there, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Again, maybe maybe they couldn't 
change it that you can buy your friends and family tickets when you make your reservation i would highly doubt it because that seems far too complicated for dlp but yeah who knows and then also <laughs> with the hotels they've met these are just things that dlp have said they're going to do when people come back obviously there's going to be social distancing measures and all sorts of stuff but one of yeah. the things that really gets me is that they're going to have accelerated check-in procedures for hotels and i'm like this is interesting because every time i book into a disney hotel like check in it's either extremely fast or extremely slow no i've never there. i've never had like a moderate check in experience so when they say accelerated check in i'm like what <laughs> you know what make you fill out that stupid fucking form i don't know why but you say that right but like when you go to a castle club they don't make you fill out that form true they just are like bye and sometimes like, they make you fill out the entire form and sometimes they just make you sign the bottom of it. Yeah. It's so inconsistent. <laughs> yeah, and like I get that, I suppose, for like even contact tracing purposes, they're going to need certain information. So they're going to need mm-hmm. to have a way to contact you if they need to do contact tracing. So I assume they are going to need a level of information. But when you make the booking, you give them an email address. So surely... Yeah. Surely they can just use that? No, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? But I love that DLP are calling out the fact that their check-in process is like watching paint dry. Fucking laborious. Oh, jeepers. Then another thing they're doing, which I think is quite interesting, is, well, not interesting, but obviously they're requiring everyone to wear masks or face coverings. Yes. But in the States, any kid over the age of two must wear a mask. But in France, any child over the age of 11, which is the same like idealized procedure that we have in Ireland as well. So like in Ireland, you don't need to wear like you're not um, recommended to wear a face mask if you're under the age of like 10 or 11. Yeah. So I find it quite interesting that people were saying that, but like it was total like Karen's being like, Oh, so in France, if you're under the age of 11, you can't catch COVID. But in America, you can. And I'm like, I just, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn Karen. I don't want these conversations anymore. <laughs> so yeah, they are still following their company-wide approach of having to wear face masks in store. I say company-wide because the Disney store on Grafton Street is also requiring both guests and cast members to wear face masks while in store. Yeah, which is seemingly not going Going down down very well. (laughs) It's been... See, the country as a whole doesn't have mandatory you have to wear a face mask anywhere. You don't have to wear them when you're in stores. You don't have to wear them on public transport. It's just advised that you should. And as yeah. a result, a no lot of businesses <laughs> aren't insisting that you wear. So in, in America, you're not, a, each state kind of have their own different law, but a lot of companies have made it mandatory that if you go onto their property, you go into their store or whatever it is, that you have to wear a face mask. That's just yeah. not really a thing over here. No, it's very more lackadaisical. Now, and... what I will say is, don't be stupid and bloody wear a mask. Me and Kate wear a mask. Wear a fucking yeah. mask. Stop being me. Yeah, I went to um, Bridgewater Shopping Centre yesterday, I think, and we literally got into the car park and I was like, oh, there's a lot of people. I'm going to put my mask on. <laughs> like, no. And um, yeah, I have to, I find it, I also, just while we're on the topic of face masks, I find it really interesting in work. Like I've been working weekdays and weekends and I find that during the weekdays, the majority 
majority of our customers are wearing some form of face covering or face mask. Obviously not okay. all of them, but I have seen quite a lot of them, more than I actually thought. On the weekends, not a tap, nothing. And That's I'm like, so weird. and it's and it's the people who, because obviously the people we get at the weekends are people who are still working at home and are still doing their nine to five jobs or whatever and only have the weekends off. And I think might possibly still be in their own little bubble of, well, I just work from home. <laughs> Honestly. Obviously not all people who work from home, but I do think there is some people who are like, ah, everything's fine. I'm allowed out again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So don't be stupid. Wear masks and wash your hands. Please thank you. Yeah. And don't shout at me because I'm wearing a mask. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> so is there anything else from the press release? Of yes. Notes? So certain experiences, shows and events will be available or modified. So obviously there won't be any parades or fireworks. But the show, um, The Lion King and the Rhythms of the Earth, will reopen of summer of 2020. They will just have a limited capacity for seating, which makes perfect sense. And I'm glad that they're still doing it because you, you, you take some of the magic, but don't take all of it. They're obviously also going to increase their frequency of cleaning measures in addition to standards of cleanliness already in place because, you know, they clean anyway. <laughs> yep. But... Yeah, I think that's pretty much everything they said. A lot of the stuff is stuff that, you know, that's already been said and a lot of the other ones. Um, each visitor staying in a Disney hotel will be able to benefit from the extra magic moments to take advantage of the theme parks before the official open hours. Uh, they changed the, the name of it again. Yeah, this, this one says extra magic moments. Ah, oh, lads. Yeah, I know. Um, obviously, the capacities of the hotels will be limited. There will be seating capacity. The seating capacity will be reduced in restaurants. And new takeout meal offer will also allow visitors to eat in several outdoor locations located in the theme parks. No fast pass, no single rider. We've talked about all that. Booking. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it from like their reopening sort of thing, I think. Yeah, certainly seems that way. Um, let me just double check DLP report. I do have my other piece of exciting news from DLP that's got nothing to do with COVID. But... Check. <laughs> Contactless no. payment will be encouraged in France. I know. But they don't, they don't do that there. <laughs> I mean, at the, at the end of the day, and this is going to be, be me nerding out work-wise, when all this kicked off and people had to use, con or it was advised that people should use contactless more so that they weren't touching pin pads and whatnot, like Visa MasterCard did, and the other kind of card brands did raise the limits so that you didn't have to put it in. And they also reduced the frequency of you, of you having to ver verify your card. So they would have been able to do the same in France. It's down to the French banks as to whether they'll allow it. Right because they do contactless different anyways, but that's not down to Visa or MasterCard, that's down to the French banks being fucking bizarre. Wait. <laughs> um, where did I, I think I found the thing where, oh, with regards to social distancing, in at DLP, it's one meter social distancing distance rather mm. than two meters, which is in place, yeah. or which we've been told will be in place in Walt Disney World and the likes. Mm -hmm. I do you also feel like this 
this is just a hot take from Ireland, but I do feel like in the next few weeks we will also reduce to a one meter rule. But you know, yeah, just... most likely. Most likely. But yeah, I think that's everything COVID related. What was your other exciting piece of news, Kate? We got an attraction photo for Cars Route 66. Oh yeah. And it's exactly what we thought it was gonna be. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So basically they've taken the tanker truck thing from the fire and water bit, you know, the only exciting bit of that attraction. What's it called? Disaster Canyon or something? Yeah, I couldn't even tell you. But from the, I remember, I specifically remember us talking about this. So the actual picture is of that bit, right? But they've changed the gas tanker thing to a Dynaco one and they've put eyes on him and they've made him a living being. Oh yeah. And I remember when we were talking about this, we were like, that's exactly what they're going to do. They're going to put eyes on it. They're going to make it a car's car. Yeah. <laughs> but then I was like, but they can't have that on fire because then you're killing something. So, oh yeah, very true. Because the fire comes out of the back of that. But in the promotional photo, your man is all happy and loving life because he's not on fire. Only the back is on fire. But yeah. his, his, his rear end is clean as day. So... <laughs> <laughs> Gotta like, have a clear as day rear end, eh, folks? So I'm like, is there going to be less fire then? I'm just very intrigued by this. Now, to be fair, when I, I remember talking to my dad about this not that long ago and about how this ride was obviously being closed for refurb. And he said something and I was like, he said about the fire and the water thing. I was like, oh no, that's like the only bit they're keeping. And he's like, oh good, because it's the only interesting bit about the ride. And I was like, well... <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah, so I'm excited that we've gotten a attraction photo because I was kind of afraid I'd forgotten about it. And also, Cars is still one of my favourite Pixar movies. Just laughingplace.com had a little um, what's happening with the whole Cars ride. Yeah. And so, Cars Route 66 road trip will be a fully themed Cars experience with new decor, story, music and vehicles bringing guests along a Route 66 road trip to discover natural wonders such as the world's biggest lug nut and active water springs. Guests will even encounter Lightning McQueen and Mater along the way. And then in oh. the art, we see that an area from the former Studio Tram Tour attraction that might also look familiar to fans of Disney's MGM Hollywood Studios has been rethemed to fit the Cars motif. So it just, yeah. Oh. Um, and when it was released, they had no art showcasing what it would look like. Um, the attraction was originally set to debut this summer, but now there is no official opening date due to current COVID situations. Fair. So at least I'll actually get to see Lightning McQueen, because I won't lie, I was a little bit worried that it would just be, you'd twiddle along, yeah. you'd see the water, you'd see the fire, and then you'd go back. Yeah. The world's largest lug nut? That sounds exciting. What's a lug nut? It's like a thing that you get in a car. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a... They 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 say it in cars a lot. Well, Mater does. It's um it's like the so do you know the wheel of mm -hmm. of a car. So yeah. it's like it's like those nuts that go inside to like affix the wheel to the. Yes. Okay, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> a lug nut or wheel nut is a fastener <laughs> used oh, to secure a wheel on a vehicle. There you go. There you go. And then the last bit of DLP news is we got some visuals for the new DLP name badges for the cast members, which are yes. very cute. And so I they are. For me. <laughs> they have a little gold Disney Paris castle with a Disney Paris logo, 
And then down the bottom in French, it says, there's no magic without you, which I thought was very cute. Yeah, I was like, so are these are these badges just being released because of covid or was it planned to be released anyway i don't know because like if they were planned to be released anyway there's no magic without you is very fitting for the current situation isn't it very ominous i feel like they've probably done them specifically yeah because i don't like there's no reason why they need new name tags because they got new name tags for the 25th sorry i just saw a tweet from um RT News asked about whether quoting the Mean Girls in a speech was appropriate. T. Shockley of Riker said, "Any quote, in, any quote in any speech is inappropriate is appropriate if it's in context." He's it's like, right. You, you you quote Mean Girls though. Yeah, but it was like, gas. I know, but like, there's been a whole campaign for get Leo to quote Mean Girls, and he did. Yeah, so. And it fit the context exactly. I don't know why people are so mad. I know. Lastly, you just had some very breaking news from DLP report so Tails I want to say I don't know will not run any trains between Belgium and the Netherlands to Disneyland Paris until December 12th 2020 oh, wow really yeah. people not to go yeah and then I also saw Ryan again from the theme park trader um, shared a tweet earlier where somebody had reached out to Virgin I think about their flight to Orlando and they in a response to whoever this was said that there will be no flights Virgin are flying no flights between the UK and MCO before the 24th of August I want to say so even though the parks are opening but I mean the travel ban still isn't lifted right? Right. (laughs) So I don't know where the feck people think thought they were going anyways but yeah I think that's everything that's everything that I have anyways uh, yeah, but we also asked some questions. We, we did. I nearly forgot. <laughs> Good job, Kate. No problems. I got you. <laughs> so, we asked on the Instagram when it got announced that DLP was reopening on the 15th of July, whether people were going to go in 2020 or not. We asked in kind of two different realms. We asked on our Instagram stories and we also asked in a post. So I will read you out what people have said on that. So Rachel Daly has said she has a trip planned for New Year's Eve. I don't know if the New Year's Eve party is still going to go ahead. I have a feeling it probably won't. However, what a way to say goodbye to 2020. <laughs> like, <Phew>. honestly, <laughs> dream. Then Lucy Lou Magical has said, no, I don't think so. Hopefully 2021. I think there's a lot of people that are in that same boat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our pals over at the Doom Boogies, they've said, I'm holding on to a very fading hope of going at Halloween. Realistically, though, we won't, we, we, realistically, though, we won't return until 2021. Safe than sorry sort of thing, which I think is entirely fair. At the end of the day, your health is your wealth. So as much as going to DLP might be great crack if you were to catch COVID and be severely unwell, that would not be a smart idea. And then last but not least, my favorite my favorite username to call out, the dot girl dot in dot the dot castle, Sam, has said still in two minds about November. So I think she was supposed to be going in November and also staying in Sequoia Lodge. So she's kind of like, I don't know what to do. Yeah, that's fair. Then we asked the same question on our Instagram and we've got a good few replies there. So Adele's Flynn, Adele's Flynn in Flynnstagram, I got it. Simply said, I need all the Xmas baubles. I mean, not wrong. Why not? I also agree. The After Dark Podcast Network replied with, I don't want to waste two 
euro 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 <laughs> so i don't want to spend i don't waste too much money on basically a lesser experience completely fair entirely fair then oh that's how you say his username chris k disney etc said maybe next year too much on to go to france this year completely fair mm-hmm. all of these things i'm like oh yeah Anne marie 1976 told us that i'd like to go for christmas again but it all depends on canada slash eu restrictions the time yeah Lodge Dad Disney mentioned, yeah, sure, but not like right after reopening. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people are in that boat. They'll wait and see what the shitstorm is like and then they'll yeah. gauge. Mm-hmm. Then what? And then Jesse Doyle also said, Loki expecting a spike during flu season. <laughs> but that i i think i mean my mom finds all these ridiculous statistics online and i'm never entirely sure if they're all if they are exact or not but she was saying that seemingly studies have been done and coronavirus loves damp cold ish scenarios so about five in around five degrees and damp they love it and i'm kind of like ooh, that's 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 a pretty apt description of ireland damp and vaguely cold yeah (laughs) so i don't know hopefully not yeah, and also, like, we do, like, we do get, like, a flu cold season around the same time every year. And no matter where you work, if you go to school, wherever, it always happens. It just happens. Yeah. And so that happening with COVID mm, makes things a bit problematic. Yeah. I think maybe the only positive thing is because everyone would be so paranoid about COVID that if you do get, like, vaguely unwell... It's not like, oh man, I should work from home. The expectation will be like, get home, go away. Yeah, exactly. So Um, have we got any more replies? Yes, we do. (laughs) So, Bethy Bodley. Oh, I said that first time. Too much hassle, also not getting the full experience, but it's still full price. Crying emoji. I feel you. Makes perfect sense. Then also, the dot girl dot in dot the dot castle said, hi Sam. Still don't know. Was debating going in November for a relaxing break away anyways, but no word on Sequoia Lodge yet. So still not sure. Yeah. And I mean, oh, also does as main characters. She also said that she didn't want to go. She was like, oh, no word on Sequoia Lodge yet and don't want Newport Bay because of how much we hate it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Newport Bay is not a good time. No. Um, and then we also just put up a poll, a simple yes, no, asking if anybody would be attending in 2020 and it was pretty it was pretty evenly split ish 42 percent said yes 58 percent said no ah just like brexit so, yeah dear <laughs> and on um, that note yeah i think that's pretty much happening <laughs> i think so yeah no i was just gonna say it's really exciting that we have things to talk about again i know and we will have loads of things to talk about again because things are going to start happening things are happening i can't remember the last time i said things are happening (laughs) because it's been three three months of nothing's happening (laughs) we've no news (laughs) so yeah in the next few weeks when all the parks start reopening well when all of the western parks start reopening because obviously shanghai and hong kong are open and this day next week tokyo will be opening as well so it'll be interesting when the western parks start opening and seeing how that's kind of managed shall we say Mm -hmm. yeah because i have a strong feeling that opening up the western parks again will not be as fluid as opening up the asian parks somehow 
Hell hath no fury like a Karen that's pissed off better trip to Disneyland Orlando. That doesn't want to wear a face mask. <laughs> a muzzle, Kate, a muzzle. You are denying me of my human rights. <laughs> people, are, people are mental. Yeah, yeah, they are. <laughs> but anyways. So final thing to note, we're doing another one of our lockdown quizzes that we've been doing. We do them via Zoom. It'll be taking place on Friday, which will be the 26th, which is the day this podcast gets released. So yeah, if you would like to join, send us a DM and we'll give you the Zoom details. Yep, it'll probably start a little bit later than normal because I don't finish work till seven and it takes me 45 minutes to get home. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll start whenever I'm back in a building. (laughs) We'll let her get home and fit. (laughs) That would be great. Thanks so much. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it for this week, guys. Hmm. A jam-packed news week. It was just so exciting having things to talk about again. <laughs> I'm like, oh, the park is going to do this, and then the park is going to do that, and then DLP is going to do this. <laughs> I know. And I mean, I'll let you guys know how I get on with trying to cancel slash move my reservation. Oh yeah, I'm excited no to see how idea. long it takes you. Yeah, and I have to get in touch with Air France and see what the story is going to be with them so I'll let you know how the saga goes but all that fun is ahead of me yeah thanks so much for listening guys if you want to <laughs> follow Sinead's journey of cancelling her DLP you should probably put up on Instagram our mm. handle is at MickeyWafflesPod if you'd like to give us a follow on there if you're mm. not already doing so um, you can also follow us on Twitter. It's at Mickey Waffle Pod, and also all of our links will be in the show notes down below. Thanks to Sinead. <laughs> Go. Like we always say, if you're listening on Apple Podcast or through the Apple Podcast app, please leave us a rating and leave us a little review. Like it's all the five star ratings are lovely, and we very much do appreciate them. But write some words, say nice things. We like to read them. And also, if you don't listen on Apple Podcasts, get one of your friends' iPhones and yeah. give us a review on their phone. Exactly. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. But yeah, thanks so much for listening, guys. We hope we see you Friday, i.e. today. But if not, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.